Hey y'all, it's Brittany again with another episode of the Authenticated Podcast. Ooh, today we are talking about dating. We all have done it. We've all been there. And it's a complicated topic for a lot of people. And I thought it would be really entertaining to dive into the details of dating. And I do have a special guest on this episode, my friend Jess, who will be proudly sharing her awful dating stories for our entertainment. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and leave a review. And this is The Authenticated Podcast. Dating, dating, dating. We've all been there. We have all been there. My friends reach out to me quite frequently about dating advice and like, what do I do? What does this mean? What does that mean? I've had so many conversations about dating lately with friends reaching out to me for advice. And I just felt like perhaps this is an area where I spend a lot of time giving advice and helping others. And perhaps it might be worth making an episode about because... I didn't realize until recently how many people consume themselves with the dating world and the questions and the uncertainties around dating. I think a lot of people have a fear of the unknown. So the dating world is so infuriating to people because they don't know what the outcome would be and it just makes them want to know more. Why am I 33 and single right now? Why don't I have kids? Why is Sally married with two kids in a house and I don't even own a car? And those kind of societal norms start to go into our ego and into our mind and make us hyper question why we are or are not where everybody else is at our age. Comparing to others is poison. You need to focus inward and you need to focus on yourself. The key to dating and the key, in my opinion, to life is to just be. Whatever is or will be is already written for you. So there's no reason to stress yourself out about what you don't know, what might come. What about this guy? What about this girl? What about this job? What about this opportunity whatever is will be so whatever is laid out before you is already written and there's nothing you can do about that and if you use that mentality in terms of dating dating becomes very easy I actually used to go on to dates and before I would go on to them I would literally have to get drunk like I remember on the first date that I had with my at the time boyfriend, I had to drink, I'm not even kidding, I probably drank an entire bottle of wine before I even went out on the date because I had a crush on him before I even went. And so I spent so much time hypothesizing about what the night would look like. Like, oh my gosh, is he gonna think I'm pretty? Am I gonna talk too much? Am I not gonna talk enough? Now my armpits are sweating because I'm nervous, because I'm thinking about it. I need a glass of wine. That glass of wine turned into two, which turned into four. And by the time I got to the restaurant, I was already drunk. Sitting in front of 
this man in my most hypertensive state that I could have been in. And the reason I got to that point was because I was so worried about the unknowns and will he like me? Will he like me? What do I do? Oh, what was me? It's not about that. It's not about that at all. He's lucky that you showed up for that date. She's lucky that you showed up for that date. Because at the end of the day, if that person is not your person, that will eventually come out anyway. Even if you are with them for two years, that still doesn't mean that you are with the right person. I was so incredibly worried about what someone else thought of me versus just bringing me to the table. And if they love that, great. And if they don't, great. Because there's a lesson behind all of that. If that person doesn't like me showing up authentically as myself, then that is not my person. If I am having to put way too much energy into who I am being to almost alter myself to fit this mold of the person in front of me, then that is not my person. Relationships, in my opinion, and I've said this before, are two equal parties who have learned self-love and know how to fill their own cup entering into a relationship where each other is the spillover to one another's cup. That doesn't mean you have to go into a relationship having all the answers to everything in your life or being self-aware of everything in your life. It's just being confident in yourself and loving yourself and bringing somebody else along for the journey who embraces that, loves it, and appreciates it for what it is and who you are and being the spillover to that already full cup that you fill yourself. So one of my guy friends recently actually reached out to me for relationship advice and he said to me, why do I always get friend zoned? And I said, you know the answer to this question. We both know the answer to this question. We're both very spiritual people, but I think sometimes when we consume ourselves with the thoughts of what is not happening, the answers become less clear because it's happening to us directly versus an onlooker shining in and reminding us that this is what's going on in your world. Everything's going to be okay. And I think he was having a moment where he just forgot what he already knew. My answer to him was, if you are being friend zone, that is a sign that this is not the right person for you. Plain and simple. Every no that you get is leading you to your yes. This, in my opinion, is life pointing him in another direction so that his attention is refocused to another area that will likely point him in the right direction, saving him for what might end up being a waste of time on the wrong person. If hypothetically speaking, this person that friend zoned him changed their mind down the road, then that's on them to change their mind and come back and chase him and show him that they truly and authentically like him and want to be with him for who he is. But his energy 
does not need to go into that anymore once he knows that that person said, I just want to be friends. Because that is them saying no. And no means move on and work your way towards the the yes, whatever that yes may be. That same person had said to me recently, dating is just something I have to actively work on every day. No, it's not. The secret to dating is that you don't have to work. Who you end up with is out of your control. So the key is to stop trying to control it. The only work that you have to do is to practice patience. Just be and be accepting of your thoughts and emotions and events and let them come while being mindful that this is all happening for a reason. If I were to look back at old me who used to go into dates wondering how they would feel and getting nervous energy and letting my anxiety take over and performing for them and trying to impress them, I would tell that girl, just be you because being you is the process of elimination. When you are showing up as you without changing that in any way, shape, or form, then the person that is meant to be with you will take that for what it is and love it and embrace it and not want to change it and will want to be with you as that person. The wrong person will make you chase them, will play games with you, will make you feel like you're a number in the list of other people that they have on the go. They won't show up for you the way that you deserve someone to show up for you. The only person that needs to show up to that date is you because if you're showing up as you, the right partner for you will be the yes. They'll be okay with your ugly crying. They'll be okay with the fact that you chew with your mouth open. They'll be okay with the fact that you have anxiety and you get verbal diarrhea in social situations. They will not try to change you. And every time when you're on dates, second date, third date, fourth date, official boyfriend status, the moment you start getting those red flags that, hey, why do I feel like I'm having to drink five nights a week now to keep up with this person and I'm someone who doesn't even like drinking? Why am I forcing myself to go out on Saturdays to all these parties that I hate going to? Why am I trying to impress your friends when I actually don't really like these people and I have nothing in common with them? Those are red flags. There's working on a relationship and relationships ebbing and flowing, of course, but those are examples of other things. Those are foundational differences that will not change. So you have to know who you are and what you want in your life to be able to meet a counterpart that will accept and love that just as much as you do. So I go back to the fact that dating becomes very easy when you know how to think about dating. Dating is a process of elimination. It is okay if somebody doesn't 
like you because they themselves are on their path to finding out who their person is and they may know earlier than you do that that is not your person and that's okay that's them doing you a favor and saying thanks for coming out but you're not the one and that's why I think there's that whole saying that everybody says you know when you found the one I don't know if that's a reality. What I will say is that you know when you have not found the one. You just know when you have not found the one. If you are trying hard to be something outside of yourself, that is not the one. Is this a red flag? Should I be doing this? Am I, you know, is he going to like me as much as I like him? That is not the one. If you are constantly chasing him, reaching out to him, Asking him if he got your messages. You're the one calling him. You're the one putting in all the effort. You know, as a guy, you're the guy calling the girl all the time. You're reaching out to her. That is not the one. When somebody tells you no, take that no as a lesson and move forward. Because you are wasting energy in the wrong places by staying. I believe in the law of attraction I believe that the energy you put out comes back to you. And if your energy on dates is, you know what? It wasn't a good date. He's just not the right one for me. Then you're accepting that that is the case and you are moving forward, thus allowing the right energy to come your way because you are accepting of what didn't happen being a sign that it is pointing you in the direction of what will happen. And so the only advice I have for dating is to practice patience and to love yourself. That is all that you need when it comes to dating. I know you're all doing it. Stop thinking in your mind, what about me? What about this? What about that? Stop. Go on the date. Be yourself. If it doesn't work, great. On to the next one. And if it does work, fantastic. You found your fish. You may have two fish in a lifetime. You may have three fish in a lifetime, but you have found your fish because they accept you for who you are. They love it. There's no games. There's no chasing. There's no questions. It just is. And whatever is, will be. I love talking about relationships, specifically with one of my friends, Jess, because she's absolutely hilarious and has been single for, I believe, a bit of time and so she always walks me through her dating experiences and stories mainly for entertainment purposes and she's very aware that it's okay that these are no's but I thought it would be really fun to share some of her dating stories on this episode that she is fine with me sharing because it really does shed a light on the reality of dating and what people go through when they are on a bad date and what that looks like for them. And you know what? We can take these opportunities and we can laugh at them and learn from them. And so I bravely thank Jess for jumping onto this episode and allowing me to share some of her personal dating experiences so that we can all embrace the joys of dating, both positive and negative, and laugh about it and not forget the lessons behind what is actually happening. Hi, hi. 
happy Friday, my dear. I'm just sitting up north at my cottage. It's freaking hot. Went for a little bike ride. I think I need to swim. So his name was Sean. He's 35. He looked super cute in his photos. And I uh, I may have said yes too fast. So he, he seemed really charming. He asked me on a date. And then I, I don't know, we just continue talking and there's a couple things that popped up and it was kind of negative. Like I'd be like, oh, like I really like this. He'd be like, I hate that. So I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So I go on the date. I meet him near his house by High Park because he hates Trinity Bellwoods, which I don't like either, but it was halfway between us. So I was being kind. So I was like, okay, whatever. I haven't been to High Park in a while. It will actually be a quicker drive for me to get there. So I get there and we like... Where he told me to park, because I guess it was convenient for him, we ended up having to walk like 15 minutes into High Park. And let me tell you, it was a hike. It was muddy. There were hills. I was wearing like a cute dress, cute sandies. It was also freaking hot. So we get to like where we're going to sit. He brought a blanket. That was nice. And then I bring out my water. And he's like, he reaches out his hand. And he's like, can I have a sip of that? And I was like, no. Uh, COVID. And also, like, we just met. I would never have given you my water anyways. So then we, okay, so the water thing happens. He's mad at me. Previous to going out, he was like, do you want me to bring some beers? And I was like, I'm not really feeling beer. I was like, I kind of feel like rosé. I'll just, I'll bring rosé. Like, if you'd like some, I'm happy to share. And he was like, rosé is disgusting. He's like, what are we going to, a baby shower? Blah, 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 blah. Like, sending all these, like, barf. Uh, meme so I was like okay cool I get it you don't like rosé so I was like so he's like do you want he's like do you like cider I can pick up cider I was like no I'm good like I'll just bring rosé we'll just keep this as is cool so we get there and after the hike the water thing happens and he's like where's the rosé I was like it's in my bag I was like what did you bring to drink and he's like well we're having rosé I was like I was like you just went on and on about how disgusting it was. He's like, well, I didn't want to be rude. And I was like, okay, well, we are beyond that. So now it's like incredibly awkward after these two moments have happened. I was like, okay, well, I don't need to drink any. He's like, it's fine. So you can drink alone if you want. And I was like, oh my God, dude. So the conversation's not great. There's like some bikers that go by. And I was like, oh, like, do you like to bike ride or do you bike around the city? And he's like, I'm not 13 years old. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. And I was like, oh, I just bought a spin bike. Like, I'm really enjoying that. And he's like, spinning is stupid. And I was like, neat, neat, all right. So um, next topic of conversation, it just got, like, the conversation was so bad. He also looked really old uh, compared to his photos. So then there's, like, a squirrel in the tree, and it's dropping acorns around us. So I looked up, and he's like, I hope one hits you between the eyes. <laughs> It just kept getting, like, it, I can't, ugh, I wish someone could have been there to see the whole thing. I think there's a couple other weird things that he said. I can't remember. I think I tried to black it out. So then it kind of started to get dark, and I was like, why don't we do that hike back up and down a bunch of hills through the dirt? So I walked back, get to my car. I parked on a hill, and he's like, you parked wrong. He's like, you don't know how to park on the hill. And he's like, you see that car up there? They know how to park. Your wheels are wrong. I was like, the car's still here. <laughs> Got in the car, slammed the door, left, never spoke to him again. Oh, and one more thing I forgot. So at the end, when we were finally deciding to go, he brought like this kind of gross blanket for us to sit on. But I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just sit on this little teensy square. And he's like, I'm going to need you to help me shake this. And I was like, okay. So we pick it up and I was like, 
hope this isn't your bed blanket, ha ha, like as a joke, as if it would be. He's like, it's for my couch. I was like, oh, on the inside. So I thought we were going to like grab a corner and shake down. He starts aggressively like shaking it at me. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you're getting, you're getting dirt all over me. He's like, that's what you get. <laughs> okay. So he keeps, so I dropped it because he was like shaking it into my eyes. And then I like turned away, I was trying to get dirt on my eyes. He's like, oh, are you okay? Oh, Brett, like the worst date ever. <laughs>